tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Yo, I can't hear the snares in my 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 <laughs> can. Like M&M, you have M&M can't hear my snares in my can. <laughs> Yo, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Morning Swarm, welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know I am. You know I'm here to do. I'm here to join me as always, Xavier Guerrero and Ann on the ones and two, oh. Jay Nice, Juicy Johnny. Guys, we have a great show for you today. We have uh he's got a great book, The Conspiracy Theorist Survival Guide. Author John Kerwin is here. Uh, we're very honored to have him on. We're not going to spend a lot of time on the intro, but go check out Chaos Twins. Uh, we're almost to thirty grand. That's our goal. If we, if everybody who listens to the show just gave a buck, we could do multiple animations, which is my dream and my goal. So, join us. Go to ChaosTwins.com. Become part of the Chaos Army, Army of Chaos, as always. And then myself, this guy right over here, Xavier Guerrero, will be live December 16th in El Monte. I got to get them to take down all the old ones. El Monte Comedy Show, myself, Xavier Guerrero, and who knows what else. And then Batavia, Illinois in January. I got other dates coming up. Plus, the last Comedy Chaos is on the 12th in the main room. Lineup is already killing it. New t-shirts, new ads. The swarm beanies. We got the uh, magic mushroom Santa's back. Where's the list? Yahweh or the highway t-shirts. Just go to com. Click the link or hit uh, or go to timfallatshirts.com. Anything else, guys? Nope. Let's get into it. Woo. Enjoy this interview with author John Kerwin. All right, let's get into it. Uh, very excited to have this gentleman. I think it's an important conversation to have, and I think his book is perfect uh, for what uh, what we need to talk about today. So uh, he is an author. His book is called The Conspiracy Theorist Survival Guide. Please welcome John Kerwin. How are you, John? Excellent. Doing great. Good to be with you guys. <laughs> John, uh, we're very thankful that you would come and join us. I hope uh, you had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, for those who may not be familiar with you and your work, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where our listeners can find you? Okay. Yeah. So um, <laughs> a little bit about myself is I have been uh, uncovering these controversial topics for just about seven years. My entry into the rabbit hole was I realized the Federal Reserve wasn't federal, and that caused me to ask a question I think a lot of your listeners have asked themselves at some point in their journey, which is, well, if that's not true, what else isn't true? And what I found is that's kind of the entry point into becoming a conspiracy theorist, because ultimately what identifies us is that we have begun to question officialdom at, our, at the core. And that's something that we call, there's two categories of people in this journey. One is the unconvinced 
or what we call normies. Uh, and then there's truthers, and they're not derogatory. It's just a handle so we can have some sort of, you know, way to identify the two because they are different. And what sp specifically identifies the normie is they don't know and they don't want to know. Whereas the truther has started to ask questions and they're turning over rocks. And that, that uh, worldview difference creates a lot of conflict. Uh, so that's what happened with me. Um, it ended up in a divorce after 24 years of marriage oh. and four children, which is actually very common, I found out, as a content creator on YouTube. Uh, my channel is Wake Up or Else, all one word. Uh, my website is wakeuporelse.com. And, uh, you know, I've talked to a lot of people uh, that have had divorces, but pretty much everybody gets big time pushback from just everybody. But what's really challenging is when it's your friends and family. So that's what the book's about. I love it. So wake up uh, um, or wake up or else. Is that a podcast as well? Uh, not yet. We're talking about it. But, yeah, I think uh, you should pull your audio, that... buddy. Pull your audio and put it out there. I, I mean, I, yeah. I'm shadow banned all, all into the nether worlds on YouTube. Uh, you know, whether it's, you know, I had to basically take off all the conspiracy stuff off of YouTube just to keep my page, uh, yeah. my channel. So I have a comedy podcast called Broken Simulation, and I had another yeah podcast i did with a very popular uh comedian uh conspiracy social club and he's a very big name and we would i get the same exact amount of views on both channels thirteen thousand. no matter how no matter what we do maybe if we put like uh, a big name in the title yeah. it might go up to like twenty thousand. maybe you know when right. the podcast with you and a guy named johnny woodard that nobody's heard of and the po does better than the podcast with you and brian cowan the famous hollywood celebrity yeah you know, who's it's in like movies, unbelievable like, there's something weird yeah going on yeah yeah so so the reason i bring that up is because you know audio is where like for some reason, these the I mean, there are people who get shadow banned. We see people complain, but for the most part, these audio podcast networks let let the conspiracies fly. Blessings, blessings. Why for, do you think that is? Because uh, they can't stop it. Because they did stop Alex Jones. You can't find Alex Jones on Apple. Yeah, that's the only one that they. Yeah, did. but they got to nuke you to do that. They, they got, got yeah, take yeah, you off yeah. The board. I mean, you got to get nuked. I don't know why. I guess maybe Weird, from right? the uh, from from apple's early early origins uh and, and why they created their podcast app was to like let everybody be heard and not control it but to platform it so think about it dude i think it would help you grow a lot so i'm very um excited to talk to you about this because the whole point of and your book your book let's get back to your book your book is basically about uh helping people to talk to their their uh, loved one or just how to survive having a certain view of conspiracies um, and you you know how to survive basically living in society is that what is that what your book is about yes yeah, it gives you a lot of validation because um, a lot of the truth or journey is very isolating uh, you're you're told to shut up or else you're you're told you're crazy. <clears throat> And you get pushed out onto the fringe, and you're given a tinfoil hat, like the name of your podcast. We love which it. Which is all, all to shame you into silence. 
And so a lot of people knuckle under that. But, you know, if you find out that there's millions of other people just like you, it's very empowering. Uh, and then, you know, there's a lot of insight into the intellectual, spiritual, and emotional aspects. So what we're talking about is a little bit different content than what we typically do as truthers, where we're trying to, um, you know, figure out how the matrix is bamboozling us out of a sense of self-preservation. This is more talking about the, the impact of finding out the moon landing is fake or 9-11 was fake. And then your spouse and your children don't find out, but they don't want to find out. That's the part that makes it in, intangible, okay? Because they don't know and they don't want to know. That's the centerpiece characteristic of a normie. In fact, it helps to understand that one of the greatest revelations I found out, one day my daughter told me, Dad, I wish you were normal. And so, <laughs> it was painful. I'm waiting <laughs> for that conversation to come. My daughter hit my stomach and goes, fat. <laughs> so, yeah. I can imagine what that must have felt like That's being rough. told, when are you going to be normal? Well, I looked it up, and the word normal means conforming to a standard, usual, typical, or expected. Well, then I looked up conforming, and it means to comply with the rules or the standards. Well, that opened up my mind to what's really the dynamic between the two groups is that overnight, the truther changes from living on a party boat to living on a battleship. They're on a war footing. Because, come on, man, we find out. The people that run the world are Luciferian blood drinking psycho monsters come that on, want you dead. Bro. Come on, huh? come on, I'm in, I'm in, dude, I'm in. This is like okay. that, this is like that blind melon video where the little bumblebee lady finds all the other bumblebees and they just all dance together <laughs> in happiness. That's this thing. Yeah, I'm totally with you. So, so I've I had this weird. I like I have this weird brain. I can't turn off. Sometimes I'll be sleeping. I'll wake up and I'll have a fully formed joke in my head. Like I've talked yeah. about this. Like my um, seven stages of grief of shitting your pants joke came out <laughs> came when I was sleeping. Um, mm -hmm. So, so clearly I, beamed from the heavens. Yeah, what, it's a download, bro. It's a download. Elon, so, Elon Musk gets like Tesla on how yeah, to make yeah, cars, and yeah. you get fucking shit. shit jokes. Your pants jokes. <laughs> um, but the reason I had this theory on like why people aren't up in arms right now. Why aren't they up in arms? And yeah. I, I've decided. Obviously, we are human beings. We are mammals, right? Mammals. Uh, we're just a, a higher form of it, more intellectual, I guess you would say. And we have a lot of mammal traits, though. And I, I've come to the conclusion that one of these traits is, if you watch National Geographic, right, you'll see a herd of animals going, then out of nowhere comes this pack of predators. And the pack of predators come up and they clip off one of the mammals, right? One of the animals. The weak one. And, 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 any of them. They just, the one they get, they clip it off. And what yeah. does the pack keep doing? Moving. The pack very yep. rarely stops. The fact maybe some close some animals close to that animal try to do something. You'll see it in elephants occasionally and hippos occasionally. They'll fight back. But for the most part, the mammal the the, the packs keep moving. And that's humanity right now. That is humanity. Humanity, it just they just like, hey man, all the heart attacks are up. Keep moving. Hey, yep. you were lied to. <laughs> 
about Russiagate. Yep. That was completely formulated. The woman who looked you right in the eye told you that Russia was interfering had to pay a, a, a fine to the Federal Election Committee for, uh, for in, uh, interfering with elections. Keeps moving. Yep. Keeps moving. Yep. Now the new thing on Twitter right now is Pizzagate's not real. And the Washington Post has decided they're going to pull their ads off of Twitter now because he tweeted a thing about Pizzagate. I'm sure that'll be devastating to Twitter to lose the Washington Post advertising. Dude, you have to see this guy. This guy is, it's the tide has turned, bro. And we're going to get back to your book. I just want to read you this. This guy hit me up and he's, uh, this guy on the Twitter is like, um, this guy on Twitter's like his name is uh, Victor C. He's like the I, like I didn't know where he's going with this tweet, but the the Washington Post just announced they're halting advertising on on this platform after Elon Musk re, retweeted a conspiracy theory. This is the first national paper to do so. It's a big deal. It's great news. Every media outlet that cares should do the same. Care about the truth should do the same. And bro, this guy is getting murked in his comment section of that tweet. I mean, there's not one positive for it is just delete your account. You're a scumbag. What are you hiding? All that stuff. So everyone gets really mad at Pizza. Oh, I had a, I had lunch with a good friend of mine who I love. He goes, you don't believe in pizza guy. I go, do I believe that they were doing things to kids in basements? Uh, okay, we're, I'll get, uh, fine. You don't want to believe that. Fine. We'll, we'll throw that away. Do I believe there's a giant pedophile ring ran out of uh, Washington, D.C.? Yeah, it's called Epstein's. Like, we all know that. And it wasn't, yeah. and just because it wasn't that basement, but there's kids in basements. And by the way, they, he told you the basement doesn't exist, except for he did an interview talking about his basement at his pizza shop. And then he went in there just to shoot the, the computer. What a coincidence. Right? So, so John, back to you. I mean, I, so let me, let me just jump in on what you're saying. Cause what you're, what you're describing is the, I don't, the frustration that you have isn't so much that they're not in the know. It's their unwillingness to be in the know. Yes. Like if, if what you believed wasn't true, would you want to know it? And they're just like stunned because the answer, integrity demands the answer to that is yes, but they really don't want to know. They're like the British guards who look forward They and you go up to them and you're like, hi, you try to get them to blink, you know, and, and, and so normies don't look. They won't look. Yep. They won't look. And Why? I, I well, set this down. I, 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 yeah, I have. I, I here. I'll hear your theories. I, I would love to hear, and then I'll give you my theories. Why? Why do you think they won't look? Oh, you could do an entire show on why they don't look. Yeah, um, it's very complicated. It's it's not one thing. It's it's a lifetime of of uh, modeling of of uh, you know. Okay, Jane, our guest today is a unproven journalist who traffics in fringe conspiracy theories <laughs> and they're going to be trying to tell us that the moon landing is fake of course here he is okay so that's what we've been presented our whole life where the officialdom people are modeling snarky cynical biting you know uh characterizations of anybody that questions the official story and you're sitting there all through your life sub you know subconsciously absorbing that so then when somebody in your circle starts talking the same stuff, you come out at, with the same algorithm. I call it the death to truther algorithm. 
It's mind control. It's a triggered mind control response. Yeah, but I, I don't like I said, I don't even think it's purposely like the, I do a show with like these Cholos Mexican guys and I brought up dinosaurs aren't real and they they couldn't comprehend. But then I started telling them like, then why didn't the Aztecs find di dinosaurs? Why don't the Egyptians have dinosaurs? And I was like, how deep did they dig? And they're kind of now they're questioning. But in the beginning, they instantly want to shut me down. And most people would have been like, all right, that's the end right, of that because right. I can't stand my ground. But I stand there, and then at the wow. end, they turned it off, and I was like, "Let me, can I get one of those videos? Well, yeah. And I gave him a video, and now he's like, damn, I got to return all the fucking dinosaurs I bought my kid now. No, like, no, you got to let your kids, you got to, like, Eddie, the prophet Eddie Bravo is like, let your kids be blue pill for a little while. Let them enjoy it until they're yep. old enough. Um, I, I always think that, that, that. There's a couple things going on. I think the reason a lot of people don't want to get into conspiracies is there's a couple reasons. One is everyone wants to believe they have a really good bullshit meter uh, and they can tell when somebody's lying to them and to find out that not only did they not find it, not detect the bullshit, but they fell for a hook, line, and sinker and almost yep. like defines who they are at this point. Uh, the second yep. reason is that they have children and they don't want to believe that they brought their children into a world with ran by, as you said, uh, you know, uh, blood drinking, kitty pedophile vampires, right? They don't want to believe that. Yep. They don't want to believe any of that. That's That scares them uh, too much. And then the final reason is then they have to ask themselves, if all this, what all these conspiracy theorists, tinfoil hatters, which I wear those names proudly, does not scare me. Does not. I, I don't run from it. I know there's people in in the let's just say the 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 uh, news uh, content creating world that have been touching on the side of conspiracies. And even if they don't believe they're conspiracy theorists, when you tend to talk geopolitics, most of that would fall under a conspiracy of people conspiring to do certain things to take over geopolitical areas and natural resources and all that stuff. Um, if you, if you, if all this stuff's true, then you ask yourself, am I, Am I participating in it? Is my paycheck directly involved in what is going on? And if I start to talk about this, will it affect my paycheck? And if the oh, answer yeah. is yes, then they're never going to do it. They'll do it on the side. That's a, the whole thing with the woke stuff right now. Like I call it out on stage and I see people get angry, but behind closed doors, they're all like, dude, what's up with this bullshit? What's up with this bullshit? What's up with that bullshit? I'm not even going to get into the names of people that I know that openly complain to me, not openly behind closed doors, complain that they went and pitched ideas and they were told, that, oh, uh, we're not taking white guys. And, like, they don't understand, like, that. And then infuriates them privately, openly, they just keep moving on. The herd keeps moving on. They just don't care. When I'm just like, well, that's not right, and I'm going to say something about it. Any thoughts on this? Am I just yelling? <laughs> no. No, it's, it's totally right on. Like, the tribal, the herd idea is really central because people are tribal. The, the example I give is if uh, – a young kid moves into a new town, so they don't know anybody in the high school. It's their first day, and they're nervous, and they go into the lunchroom, and, they, and they're standing there with their tray wanting to be accepted. And they scan the room, and you got the jocks, the goth, the nerds, 
the techies and whatever. And, and, you know, all of a sudden, one of the kids of the goth group raises their hand and says, hey, come on over here. Where do you think they're going to go? There. Right? Yep. They're boom. They'd be like, now, what, what then happens, though, is then they adopt the beliefs of that tribe. So now that's everybody other than us. We are, we are, our tribe is truthers. Their tribe is normies. Now we come to them and we think we're going to use what I call the shock and awe approach. Yeah. And that's the idea. The lizard Surely people, if I yeah. give them enough examples, mm-hmm. right, they're going to, um, they're going to believe what I've discovered. No, because the matrix shuts your brain off. It puts your head in cement and you can't, Question them. You trust Fauci. You trust the system. We've stopped trusting, right? So you're going at them, bam, 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 bam. And finally, though, there's so much meat on the bone that they still they'll realize that their conscience is starting to bother them because your your examples are so they have no answer. And so they'll always fall back to, well, what difference does it make? I still have to go to work, don't I? We've yep. all heard that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now what what that is is they're not admitting that they agree with you they're tacitly suggesting that if it was true <coughs> it wouldn't matter but that's not true because if you find out you know nasa is lying to the entire world and the media is in on it or 911 was fake or the earth is flat the mandela effect's real just pick anyone it matters it's life changing to find out you're in the truman show so it's a lie that it doesn't matter. It t- basically means you don't believe it. And so you, you're. But the bottom line is you're asking for a big ask. You're asking people to leave their tribe, not just adopt a new idea. Yes, you're totally a right. A lot of people aren't willing to do that. They're like, no way, Jose. I'm not joining your posse because I could see what you're going through. I'm the one that's doing it to you. So I'm not going there. Like you said, they don't want the persecution. It's easier to 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 deceive somebody than to convince them they've been deceived. So pride is a huge thing to overcome. And like you said, also, it's all bad news for the most part, and they want their happy life. So they're like, you know, that's what I experienced. I was in the house five years as a truther. Three years, I was talking about it. Last two years, I didn't say anything because I was told shut up or else. Yeah. And I was basically happy dad. That's it. Guys, real quick, I want to tell you about my boy, James McMahon, and Copy My Crypto. The crypto market's starting to heat up. Let me tell you about Copy My Crypto. Guys, listen, we've seen so many people making ridiculous money from crypto, but did you know you could do the same? The Copy My Crypto membership site shows you the coins that YouTuber James McMahon personally holds and allows you to copy them. It's like having a big brother who knows what he's doing. You don't need to know a thing about crypto or how to invest as you simply do what he does. So let me tell you more about James. He runs Crypto with James YouTube channel, which despite heavy censorship has over 26,000 subscribers. Since March, 2020, he told his viewers to buy 26 crypto coins. Had you put $100 in each of those coins, it went up to be worth $123,000. 
of the 26 coins, his top pick of the year, a coin called Phantom, went up 692 times from when he said. That one call alone retired a number of people, including guys in their 20s and 30s. Remember, this is public knowledge. You can go to YouTube and verify this yourself. So if you'd like to join the 2,800, 2,800 members who copy James, then stop what you're doing and head right over to copymycrypto.com slash TFH. That's copymycrypto.com forward slash TFH. That's TFH. You'll not only find proof of everything I said, but my listeners get full access for just a dollar. Once again, that's copymycrypto.com slash TFH. The recession is here, guys. You can suffer like everyone else or choose to thrive. James is the real deal. Go visit the site now. So, 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 okay, on this show, we kind of talk about how you don't mention Flat Earth on the first date because it could scare a female away. Yeah. And uh, I want to know how you brought it up to your... To your wife, did it start with COVID? Was because it, it's it was, was it gradual? Did you hit her all of a sudden? Well, you know, there's a lot of dead bodies behind a lot of truthers because we get in, and it's like imagine the Truman Show. He finds out he's in a two TV studio, and then then he says, "Well, what difference does it make? I still got to go to work, don't I?" That would be unthinkable. It's so completely volcanic when you realize the media lied about 9/11. And they're all in on it. NASA's completely set up to deceive humanity. It's too big to just, oh, well, that's bad. Well, let's go back to work. It's like your entire world, it's like the Matrix movie. You find out you're in a pod or something. It totally blows your mind. Yeah. It changes all of your ideals. It it really does. And it's so crazy because, you know, you go, okay, this is, everything is all bad news. Like, when I get to where I am, okay, which you know, wherever I am in, you know, I'm very, I'm very deep into it. Right. I'm very deep. You start, let's say whatever is your first conspiracy, you know, mine was Santa Claus. And then the second one was, uh, the iron Sheik and hacksaw Jim Duggan caught in a car together (laughs) that, that destroyed my, 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 um, my reality. What was the what was the first real like adult thing though that that, that I mean that was a like as an a, adult though what, do you I remember? was gonna say you just found out about Santa Claus God. yeah 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 <laughs> well I don't want to go into the conspiracy of Santa Claus in case somebody's listening but was it the burning yes. thing I hear you talk about that a lot or was it before that would you say uh okay when I realized everything was a lie okay I always uh, my father raised me to believe nothing what I hear and half of what I see. Okay, which tends to make you yeah. paranoid. And that was before AI, by Keep the way. Toes, yeah. That was my father going, okay, you know, not everything that AI. is presented to you is real. My father was very much a very paranoid man. And, you know, sometimes I can work for you. Sometimes I can work against you. Uh, again, I would tell you the big time where I go, oh, that, that I can remember is when I saw Bill Clinton at the induction of Trent Lott's portrait in the the uh the library of congress and it was trent lott it was newt gingrich it was orrin hatch and it was bill clinton and they were all smiling and laughing together after i just watched (laughs) those three guys try to murk this dude uh, at at the in the center ring of 
uh, Washington WrestleMania for the whole eight years that guy was in, and now they're all hanging out laughing together. And I go, yeah. oh man, that was one. all a lie. They lied to us, and I never trusted them ever again. That's a good one. Ever yep. again. But I still believed in the Democrats at that point because at that point, I hadn't realized everything that was Clinton was doing. And I, I, I was like peace, love, and everything, like equality, like what I call common sense beliefs, which is everyone should be treated equally. Everybody should love each other. Lesser of two evils. That's a very common sense belief. Like, well, you know, at least he's not as, the Democrats aren't as bad as the Republicans. Yeah, but you know? I wasn't even, I, like, I, I, I would tell you, I'm, I'm public educated out of New York. Like, I didn't have, I, I, it wasn't until Noam Chomsky and I read, you know, manufacturing consent that I realized that, oh, the media is lying to me. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't realize it. I, that was the first time I started to, to get so doubt that they're 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 manipulating my reality. But that that yep. moment in con in the Library of Congress, I was like, oh, this is all just a giant effing lie. But I still believed in the Democrats because I was I, I which I think is common sense, which is everyone's equal. We should you know we should treat all be treated well. Uh, everyone should be able to be taken care of. All the, all the presentation that the Clintons were sent in by the Bushes and the Koch brothers to destroy, to destroy yeah. the the Bushes destroyed the Republican Party, and then the Clintons destroyed yeah. the the Democrats. Uh, the Democrats. Like they were the Koch brothers brought them in to bring the Democrats to the center, which we see right now. They completely one hundred. They're pro war. Right, they're they're pro, they're anti free speech, they're anti. Hardly a difference now between the. Yeah, there really isn't. Just you know, it's just like which which side of the street you barking on at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I just I just woke up to that, and then it's ever since then. And then this podcast came from the fact that I was watching. It was very interesting because I was watching people like Jimmy Dore and all these other guys on the left. Talking about, you know, Hillary Clinton just jacking the primary from Bernie Sanders, you know, and I was like, whoa, that's like they were bringing up things like exit polls and stuff like that. And it was all clicking to me. And so I'm like, wow, that's and I'm like, you know what? I'm loving this shit. I'm going to start a podcast. And like, why am I going to call Tim? You've all heard this. I, I call it Tim Full Hat because I wanted to take the most demonized term I could find and just own it. <laughs> and just yeah. own it. And that's why I do so when people are like conspiracy theorists, oh yeah, yeah, I am. And it's very interesting because now you're starting to see people like starting to get into the pol you have Whitney Cummings, who's my friend, and obviously I don't have I don't agree with everything she's done. Uh, you know, she knows that. But, you know, now she's now she's talking conspiracies on Joe Rogan's podcast, you're like, oh, you know, it's like, oh, okay, where, where, which way this is going now, you know, and that's fine. I love it because that, that's you're more winning. You're winning. Like yeah. In the, in weird but I'm always yeah. in head of the curve. I'm yeah. not going to get into the, the long history, but I'm always in head of the curve and then everybody meets up with me. And that's where we are right now. You know, we have Chris De, uh, DeFastino. DeStefano. DeStefano. He's like doing conspiracy shit. So I find it mm -hmm. interesting, but I do think it's important to help. The biggest thing I want to do, because we're blessed that a lot of the whole point of this show, John, is to yep. is 
to introduce people to conspiracy. We, 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 I've said this since day one. This show is the, I want, I want it to be, we do some pretty deep shows, but I want it to be the training wheels. I want it to be the, 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 the shallow end of the pool so you can dip your toe in, wade around, and then when you want to go like even deeper, then you can go to all the really great guys who are just doing deep, deep dives when you're ready for that shit. But okay. this is meant yeah. to be the introduction. Deep. There's like, uh, there's uh, the conspiracy guys. He does five hours on yeah. the topics we yeah. do. So it's just yeah. a little, you dabble here, head over there to conspiracy guys or any of the other guys, like, and they go, they go deep, deep, yeah. deep. Yeah, deep I mean, you know, you got all these great uh, podcasts out there that I love that you can find. Uh, go watch any Union of the Unwanted and any of those people's podcasts are like such deep, amazing dives. So you can get all that. The Grammatic Grammarica guys, you know, Charlie Robinson, the Ripple Effect with Ricky, you know, our big dumb uh podcast that our big dumb mouse, excuse me, with Midnight Mike. They're all great podcasts. So go they do deep dives on some stuff. And but get the ball rolling for people. Where do we want to start with how like the biggest thing I noticed, I can always tell when somebody gets new into the conspiracy world, they almost want to become Paul Revere. And they want to ride around and yell yell about the lizard people are coming, and it gets it gets shocking to people, and they get really freaked out, and they start to ostracize people, and then I start to realize that's kind of what I did at first, because I'm just a shit talker, and maybe yep. I could have presented it a little better. But what are your thoughts on like how yeah. when you wake up at first, what's the best way to approach this stuff? Well, like I said, there's all there's a lot of times there's a lot of dead bodies behind us because of that. We, you know, it, what the way I look at it is, if you're in a burning building, you're supposed to be obsessed. That is the normal reaction for a red-blooded human being because you have you've discovered that the people that control things want you dead. You know, I don't take kindly to being slow killed and enslaved, and so you you run into destiny like uh, William Wallace said everybody dies but not all men live and so when you realize that you're in a uh, sci-fi horror movie in a war zone you, you lose your taste for going bowling and doing the landscaping and uh, and the very the very thing that drives us is this idea that if that's not true what else isn't true so you start flipping over rocks well it turns out that whatever entry point you came in on there's many more of them and so you keep finding out more crazy stuff and it's deeper and the hole gets deeper and deeper well that the way that you're viewed by those that aren't digging is you're obsessed and obsessed is is a character flaw it's an it's an inordinate you know distorted view and fascination of things that's not healthy right but it is healthy if you're being murdered <laughs> and enslaved. Yeah, That's the problem. We are acting correctly by being obsessed. The the normie is is apathetic. And like you said, it's the herd mentality is very frustrating to us. It's like a bewitchment. It's like, what's the matter with you? You just want to slap them. And 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 you know what we've been telling our friends and family is you're not going to be ready. For what's bubbling under the surface now that you can't perceive, when it comes on the scene, you're not going to be ready. Now, what happened? 
Uh, are we censored or can we talk about the health emergency topic? Is that something we can discuss? Uh, no, this show is, uh, I mean, there's someone who takes our stuff, puts it on YouTube, but that's not our channel. So you can talk about anything you want. Okay, cool. So one of the things that was just a ridiculous idea is that people that run things want us dead. Like the Georgia Guidestones, right, S said they want to reduce the population to 500 million. So what happened with the vax is you have people like Dr. Michael Eon, he was like the head scientist for Pfizer. He calls it a bioweapon, and he calls it a, a culling of humanity and an extinction-level event. And it's purposely designed to kill everybody. <laughs> okay? Thank you! Okay, so these people, and now it's shown that probably 20 million people have died. Direct data linking the shot to 20 million deaths. Unbelievable! So it, Right? Unbelievable. Okay. Nobody and the herd so, keeps moving. Mm -hmm. So right. So what does that what does that say? It says if the if the uh the the if the worm is on the hook that the fish wants to eat, it matters that it's on a hook. Yeah. So it matters this journey that we're on that you found out the moon landing was fake or 9-11 was fake or the media is lying or the political system is a guild that's two wings of the same bird. Whatever the entry point is, it matters. And what I found is that integrity is what dictates whether you're going to let the truth in or not. We've already hit on it to some degree. But integrity is like when you do what you know is right, no matter what the consequences. And we've we've just already talked about how when you are faced with embracing these concepts you know within about 0.3 seconds that it's going to cost you dearly you're going to get persecuted you got to jump you know get rid of your pride you're going to have to retool your worldview it could cost you friends and family cost you job and opportunities all kinds of fallout right and and for many people <coughs> they're compromisers they decide i don't want that pain i like my happy life Whereas folks like you and I are like, I don't care what happens. I got to go where the truth is. And there's almost a sense of destiny that comes into a lot of people's hearts where they're visited by the idea that this is profound and I've got to do something. All men live, but not all men die. Or sorry, yeah. all men die, but not all men live. I right? love that quote. That's the that quote is great. Yes. I might get that tattooed. Dig it. Dig it. So that's that's what real men are truthers. Real men are not afraid to stand up to the spouse, to the kids. Nice, yeah. To the lifelong friends who give you the ultimatum. Okay, chapter six of my book is the three stages of rejection. At first, they keep it light. Oh, I don't go in for conspiracy theories. Ho, ho, ho. Second level is they start trying to manage you. They give you edicts and decrees. When we go to my in-laws, I don't want you to talk about your crazy things for more than three minutes. <laughs> All right, but level three, oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. That's why you're laughing, right? We've level all been three, told though, that. is what I call... What's that? I said, we've all been told that, yo, keep your conspiracies on the low. I got family here. They're political. Yeah. They're on yeah, the left. Yeah. They're on the left. Don't bring up Trump. Uh, I don't care about your thoughts. Do it on your podcast. I used to have some wars over Ron Paul with people in the family at the holidays, man. Oh, my uh, God. It was like, you know, people were, oh, yeah, I'm just going to disrespectful, man. I'm going to vote for Clinton. That's you know? super disrespectful. Yeah. Like, you know, especially if you're a, a husband and a father and you're being told these kind of demeaning 
edicts, okay? But you want to, you don't want to sacrifice your family on the altar of being a truther. I understand that. So you start to pull back and you start to, you know, accommodate their boundary or whatever. But it doesn't matter. The last two years I was with the family, I was totally silent. I would just go to the dinner table and I would just eat. I would only talk about hair, nails, fun, fun, <laughs> seasons in the sun, movies, play dates, vacations, landscaping, bowling, but ba beep beep boop bam, right? Just happy dad. Okay. And 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 then and then they would allow me in their life. However, it didn't matter because the it was the elephant in the room. I was already had attained kook status. I'm on the fringe, something's wrong with dad, and he's a kook, and I slipped down into kookdom. So ultimately, you know, we have to decide how we're going to live our life. And we're going to be we're going to be in the battle because there's a battle raging all around us or we're going to choose our human need and just be happy. Like my next door neighbor when I was still married. She was a complete kook, complete conspiracy theorist kook nut job living in a basement. Not really, that's just how they characterize us. But she didn't tell her husband or her kids. Her husband was well off. And I got no problem with that. She was a, a secret agent. But me, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm self-employed my whole life. I'm an entrepreneur. I was in the ministry. I'm a sales trainer. I'm Mach 5 with my hair on fire. You're not, yeah. That's how God made me. Yeah. So you're not going to shut me up. <laughs> but what I wanted to do, I wanted to go over here and make videos. I won't talk to you about my, quote, crazy things, but I'm going to go over here and I'm going to make these videos to do some battle with the devil, right? No. Basically, I was told I had to recant. And I'm like, with all due respect, I wouldn't put that on you. And that, and then I was like, that was it. End of marriage. Damn. Yeah. I'm 61. I, I live in an apartment now. Uh, By myself, my kids barely talk to me. I'm sorry, man. I'm really it's sorry hell on about earth. that. I'm sorry, man. Well, we love you. We, you have three new friends today, so you can just have that sweet. too. If yeah. we were in, if if we were on MySpace, you'd be in my top six. <laughs> no, but you you got to think about it. During COVID, how should should your mom get the vaccine? Should she not? I had an argument with my sister about. I had a fight with yeah. my brother and my mother, and I lost that battle. And my mother is now on fucking blood thinners for the rest of her life. God, that sucks. And it's like we've that talked about this on the show, but it's like, like nobody loves her more than me on planet Earth. There's nobody on the planet Earth that loves my mother more than me. It's impossible. And for some reason, the people on the screen have more validity in this topic than I do. I don't know why. And it just... It, you know, I mean, you get why people who claim to have been, you know, educated for years and years and years your mom was a teacher yeah, with right, your mom. Yeah. i mean come on, you, you know why okay so johnny i'm just gonna say something to you okay you know no, i'm not defending our, it i'm just saying you know why isn't as strong as our love for our mothers right we have yeah, a but, we have a bond but we we love each other right we've yeah. been working together for a long time and we 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 celebrate the wins what I said, yeah i'm hearing what you you're know saying. you know why though it's not like she's got no reason that's what i'm just saying you no, know the i reason. understand it but johnny there's been times in my life where you've made suggestions yeah and i've listened to it right but what i'm saying is she wouldn't trust you to do like a medical procedure on her even though you guys have this long relationship right, you know what i'm saying right that's why. but i mean if someone goes mom this this isn't what they're telling you right, wouldn't you you, you you wouldn't even uh, like a dana Dana was Dana's full vax 
person didn't get the vax because she listened to me because she, she, I guess because she lives with me and she saw what I was saying at the beginning of Russiagate and it turned out to be true. I had bought a little bit of credibility with her to the point that she, she went her, it was like her family was very upset with me and I, <laughs> have nothing but love for them Best. because they've shown me kindness all the time. And I, it, it made me sad that they were upset with me because all I'm trying to do, I'd like, I have, I have loyalties to four things in my life, right? Yep. Family, friends, humanity, and the truth. Those are the four loyalties I have. Anything else, get the fuck out. Okay. And, it's maybe it's blown up in my face. Maybe being this free thinking scares some people in a town where you have to get a million green lights to get the job. You have to get all these uh, from the bottom to the top, from the casting director all the way to the fucking top person that signs off on the project. There must be a green light at every level. One red light, you're out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so these people, they have to bend over backwards. They don't have to, but they want to work in this industry that is just a bunch of conformist scumbags. And I don't hate anybody, but it is dark and it is evil. And it's just like I, I want to change people. I don't hate them. I love them. I wish they would realize everything I do is for love. And I wish they would understand that I've heard them say the same things. They should realize what I'm doing, uh, but that's just life. I guess my point is that's why this issue is the most insidious. It's because it's the people that are meant to be taking care of us that we're you know, supposed to be able to trust uh, that have betrayed all of us. Well, that's the whole thing, dude. It's like, like they realize that we are trusting human beings because, and they have reptilian brains and they're apex predators. That's it. Okay? They are all apex predators. And if they're not apex predators, they're sellouts for cash and prizes. But what happens is everything blows up in their face eventually. That's my opinion. I could be wrong. But we'll see. Like, usually their kids end up to be completely fucked up because they neglected them their whole life and stuff like that. So we'll see. But I understand, man. I'm sorry you're going through that. Guys, I want to tell you about one of my favorite apps out there, one of my favorite ways to learn language, and that is Babbel. I use it myself. Como esta? Muy bien, y tú? Yeah, we be and we be and Johnny, you don't know the language of love like we do. Well, <laughs> Neither we, do you, apparently. We, we learned that through Babbel. Let me tell you about Babbel. Hey, guys, real quick, I want to tell you about our friends at Babbel. Listen, do you want to speak a new language? Babbel is perfect for that. This fall, you can start speaking a new language with Babbel. Why Babbel? Because... It works. Instead of paying hundreds of dollars for a private tutor or fooling yourself with language apps that are a little more than games, Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you speak a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel is designed by real people for real conversations. All of Babbel's tips and tools are for learning a new language are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversational-based teaching. I want to learn Spanish and Armenian. What do you guys, what do you want to learn? 
We already we actually use Babbel. It's we use, we are looking and uh, doing Spanish right now. I'm going Portuguese. Whoa, Brazilian! Bro, I want I, I like the big booty Brazilian. Yeah, so you're gonna go down there. You're gonna be like, Little look soccer. at me. I could speak Spanish to you, but I'm gonna speak in your native tongue. Exactly. Oh. Portuguese is where it's at. I'm in, dude. I'm in. I should call you up when I'm trying to learn Spanish and try to talk to you in Spanish. Oh, I got you. I should do that one time. Cuando tú quieras. Yeah. Cuando tú quieras. We'll keep it real simple. Five-minute <laughs> conversations. Okay. So here's what's going to happen, guys. Okay. Here's what we need you to do. I want you to know the studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. For instance, one study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. With over 10 million subscriptions sold, Babbel's Real language learning for real conversations. So here's what's special, okay? For a limited time, a limited deal for our listeners to get you started right now. Get 55% off Babbel subscriptions, okay? But for only our listeners, go to babbel.com slash tinfoil. That's right, just for our listeners. Babbel.com slash tinfoil. Get 55% off babbel.com slash tinfoil spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tinfoil. Rules and restrictions may apply. Mi amigo. Uh, uh, so Johnny was, Johnny's been with uh, me for a long time. He started on my other podcast and he came over here once, you know, we had to make some changes. And <clears throat> so Johnny saw the, the kind of me waking up, me going public with my views on how the world works. And the Pizzagate thing, which is hilarious to me, which is the real thing that you know the Russian the 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 uh, Bernie Sanders thing kicked it off, but like the gasoline on the fire was Pizzagate and what Pizzagate represented. And I remember having a moment because I had somebody in recovery that I was talking to a lot. We were talking all the time, and we kind of stopped over this, but then we started talking again once he realized. But I remember when I put together that the Pizzagate shit was real. And the moment I put it together was when that guy walked into that pizza parlor and shot, mm. what did he shoot? He shoots the computer, right? He just destroys the hard drive on the computer. Because he's got a great shot. So then you study that kid and everyone started going, hey, look at this kid. Look at his dad. What does his dad do? His dad runs Habitat for Haitian Orphans, right? And then you look who funds that was the Clinton Global Initiative. So he worked for the Clintons and you realize they go in there and they just fucking shoot this fucking thing. And then all of a sudden now we hear the things that we know are our warnings. Oh, all the traffic cams were off. All the traffic huh? cams in the area were turned off. Right. When you realize his lawyer James Afontas, his lawyer, owned the pizza shop down the street, and that pizza shop's literal logo was one of the best of pizza. Their logo was one of the symbols that the FBI says is a pedo symbol. And that person, that was that person, that was that was his lawyer. He was in charge of the department, like child trafficking. Of like battling it. And you're like, oh, this is so crazy. And then you get all these people in the FBI that are liking James Alphonsus's creepy ass Instagrams. 
you start going, oh, it's totally real. And you realize that it's all about blackmail power to control these motherfuckers. So, okay, do you think, okay, yep. we all know that uh, Jeffrey Epstein's house and all his stuff got taken, by, taken. Do you think they're still using that same blackmail on the same people now that they have it? Yeah, they're always going to use it. So is that why they won't re release it? So they can now use it and be like, oh, shit, look what we got. Now we can control so-and-so because we got the video of Bill Clinton doing whatever. 100%. Because they literally stole it from Jeffrey Epstein. 100%. 100%. I completely and utterly believe that's why they don't use any of that shit. Because they 100% are uh, still blackmailing these people. And that's why, like, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, you look at uh, what's the new speaker, John Mitchell or whatever his name is. You know, he he's like first thing he talks about is Israel, and you're like, okay, dude, you're the you're the, you're the like one, you're the third guy, you're the two people away from the presidency, and the first comment you make is speaker Mike Jones, Mike jo Mike Jones, okay, Johnson, Mike Johnson, okay, he is talking about Israel. It's like, okay, dude, okay. It's just like, it's just everything is bought. They're all, it's such a deep, deep, deep. I mean, that guy set the record for the quickest, you know, just like <sighs> stepping right in that line. I mean, as yeah. soon as he. Like as soon as they like the gavel hit that he won. He's like, Israel! <laughs> it's not. I just met a girl named Israel. <laughs> and suddenly it seems. It's like, like that Hicks joke. Like will be the you know? same again. So funny. So funny. <laughs> They're not even trying to hide it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're out in the open and actually i've seen a lot of compelling uh whistleblowers and and people in the know that they said a lot of the people that they put in power are picked because they're pedophiles 100%. and then they they feed them the kids okay because if you're bribed if you're just bribed with money you can still get a conscience you can grow a conscience and go against them but if they got you on film with the little boys in the bed your host, you'll you'll be out, and so they they have a a, a stranglehold on on the power structure that way for sure. Is in a weird way? Do you, do you think that's why they keep the YouTube shit on sometimes so they can see who's no, that's the comments? I mean, yeah, but Pornhub is really it, dude. Yeah, Pornhub is a giant data factory to figure out who they can compromise, who 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 has aspirations. For for public office, and can they manipulate that shit? They'll let you in, yeah. in the game. Yeah, I mean that's why, like Pornhub, it's like that. You know, they've been busting more and more, letting like underage shit on there. Like you, when you, you know, when you go on Pornhub, you assume that everybody on there is eighteen years old. Yeah, but they let some of that through, so that you. So they could see who comments on that, who's saying stuff, and then they follow that through their, you know, through their electronic analysis and spying, and they find out. They see who, that you're smart. They see that you go to college. You're like, yo, let him. He's into politics. Yes. Let him go. Everything is data mining. Yep. Everything. They are yep. data mining you to find out if you have the characteristics they know that are easily manipulated, so that they can use you. For anything, school it's like anything. I said before on the show. When my cousin, who's the nicest guy in the world, was having having some issues passing some of the psychological exams early on, it's because he's too nice. Well, dude, I told I told you this story when I wanted to. Uh, I just had to get a job coming out of college, so I did insurance. Johnny sold for a while. his ass. It was miserable. 
Uh, but I just went into that and took that test, you know, for sales. And just, I said, okay, I'm going to answer this like a sociopath with answers. I swear to God, dude. And I, the guy was so stunned at my score. Like, he was like, I don't, I, this is the best score I've ever seen. <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry it took me so long to come back because I had to call my boss and be like, hey, man, is this real? Like, is this guy? Like, they couldn't have hired me faster. And I promise you, I went to that. I was like, okay, how would a pure sociopath answer these questions? That's incredible. And it's all just like <laughs> oriented, like you, you care more about money than people is basically how I answered all the questions. Yeah, like a psycho, like, nice. like a sociopath. That's how they think. <laughs> yeah, Everything's yeah. about the money. Like, I don't care that that person's dying. I still need you to pay the check. They loved it. Yeah, I mean, like... They loved it. They love <laughs> all of it. I mean, you know, and so so you get into so much of what is going on. You know, it's like uh, Dave Dave Smith is one of my favorite people. I'm always blessed. Every Skank Fest, I get to do his podcast. He's, he is such a smart mind. He's so important. If I go, if you had one critique, and who am I to critique Dave Smith? He's so fast. He's so funny. But I, I, I just don't think he looks at the spiritual side of a lot of stuff. Everything is like data to me, you know? Yeah. And yeah. It's a problem with a lot of people in that movement. Yeah, that, 100. Uh, in, the, in the political yeah. discord place, there is way too much data and not enough discussion of, is there an invisible hand involved? And what would that invisible hand be? So if we, you know, I see on the list of things that you talk about in your book, you know, 9-11 was fake, you know? And I go, well, 9-11, 9-11 is a great example of why God exists, okay? And, and, and I go, if, if we can prove that, that, that the devil or dark entities exist, uh, we know everything is, you know, if there's light, there's dark. Right, it's just the way the universe works. For every action, there's a reaction and stuff like that. Right? Yeah. Duality. Yep. Yeah. So if we know that all the numbers associated with 9/11 coordinate with Alistair Crowley Salima's 11s, 93s, 77s, all these shit are Thelemic numbers, which infer his dark entities he work with. That infers that there's a God to me. And it, and we keep looking at we keep looking at things like the Israel Palestine thing through the lens of geopolitics. And for me, and even though I think they're false flagging some shit into a um into um into trying to get Christians in America to believe that the the end of days are here. I think they're trying to false flag us into that shit. And maybe the anti the the Antichrist comes and that's part of it. But, you know, and again, I'm gonna get my ass kicked for saying this, but you know, there's a lot of of stuff going on that people don't even want to look into because even as a conspiracy theorist, you could be called certain names that are like the kiss of death when it comes to a lot of this stuff. And for me, Everything is a uh, is a um, manifest event to manifest us to you know what's it called problem reaction solution solution <laughs> Galian dialect yep that's it that's every single thing they do is a magic trick yep from a spiritual point of view do do you, I, you reposted this. Um, Christians reading uh, the Quran. 
Is that a, just a psyop? I think, think that's just another psyop. And and the problem with social media is that it takes like ten people. It makes it seems like a million people are doing it when it's only ten mm -hmm. people. Like lives at TikTok. They'll just take this one teacher that has thirty followers in in, in Alaska and like put her on blast. And I was, can you believe teachers are doing? It's like that's one pink-haired idiot in the middle of nowhere. And I'm not saying that there isn't a movement of Marxism, but I think that has tainted how we look at all teachers. And I think a lot of teachers are really good people that are completely underpaid. And now they, they're viewed as these monsters when I think a lot of them are good people. That's my opinion. I mean, they're... they're teaching your kids they're good people i mean yeah i mean think they're about not it. getting paid shit yeah but that's what i'm saying in general they're good people just knowing that the job what the job consists of that not getting paid shit thing i mean it, it's funny though because part of that you get what you pay for and then part of it you get people who are willing to sacrifice you know a career you know like mm -hmm. a, a money-making career so it's an interesting mix of people who are just you know couldn't find anything else and then those people with a you know a true sense of like duty to society uh, yeah, I think it's you know crazy. what I mean. Like, and, they, and they're all hardcore labor people. So, you get how, that how deep do you go in the nine eleven wasn't real? How deep do I go? Yeah, like how layered do you go? That well, it's either it's either not true or it is. But I mean, there's all different kinds of theories. There's no planes theory. It was built to it was built to be knocked down all the way from the beginning. I think there were um, no buildings. But, you know, for me, it, it wasn't really hard for me to conclude that, that we weren't being told the truth. When I saw the plane, this was what the news showed me. Okay, I'm just going by what they showed me. So the plane hits the building, and then they you see the cone come out the other side fully intact for about three seconds and then pulls back. Well, one of the documentaries I show, saw showed how three different commercial airliners had bird hits and the nose cone was completely bashed in yeah. from birds, yeah. okay, from birds, right? This thing supposedly went through, I don't know how many, hundreds and hundreds of yards of solid steel and cement and came out the other side fully intact. I'm sorry. You could call me whatever you want, but I don't believe that happened, period. Because that's what my eyes saw. You could believe what you told, but I'm going to go with what I see. So you're going with CGI? If you, I mean, if you're going with what you saw, CGI, did, did you're gonna have to draw your own conclusions on what, how they did it, or what really happened. I'm just telling you what I witnessed on the news. The cone came out the other side, fully intact. I don't know if you could find that again, but I saw it, and so did you know a bunch of other people. So what does that tell you? That tells you that whatever the news showed us was fake. I I think that 9/11 was a multi-layer psyop to get and each layer didn't know the other layer was was involved i think you had the fake 19 hijackers and, and saudi arabia had to the jump on the sword and be like they funded all this right so they jump on the sword with that with the 19 hijackers that were just doing blow out of strippers asses the whole time like real good islamic jihadists right there then on top of that, you had the dancing Israelis, which were lining up all the pillars with fucking, uh, the, I mean, the, the pictures are right there. You could see like, which is such a weird thing that you're going to blow up this building and you're just taking pictures of all the fucking 
dynamite you're going <laughs> to use, like the explosives. <laughs> it's but see that gets into like everything's meant to be another layer in this nonlinear warfare. So you know, it's like if I had Ryan Dawson on here, Ryan Dawson would swear it was just the you know these planes and it was just Israel, and then you know we have the the, the, the then he gets real. And I love Ryan Dawson, I love him, you know. Um, he doesn't believe in the Dr. Judy Brown and uh, the the uh, direct energy weapons, which would explain a lot of the dustification, you know. And then we have the hoax thing. These are just layers upon layers upon layers. It's entirely possible this is an event designed to, you know, split people up. Like, One, to, dude, you know, I I think almost everything they do is nonlinear warfare. They 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 put out things for the the sheep to digest and then the conspiracy theorists to like digest. Like that passport or whatever being in the debris. Yeah. It's and entirely it, possible yeah. that that just got deposited there, you know, just dropped there. Yeah, somebody bang like, and like, then they, yeah, yeah. But Go you guys are talking. Uh, you guys are talking at the level of you know why or what? What's the the goal behind it? I'm just talking about like architects for 9/11 Truth. They get two thousand guys. <laughs> they all signed out for Davids. Okay, these guys are like, hey, dude, I build these things, all right, and I knock them down. All right, Building Seven didn't even have a plane hit it. Okay, and I got the video where it's falling at free fall speed, and there and there's two thousand of these guys. They build buildings like Building Seven. They knock them down. They demolish them. And these guys said that was that was brought down at free fall speed. That was that was controlled demolition. Here's my affidavit. Okay, you got to get past that if you want to believe the official story. That's all I'm saying. No, I'm with you on that. And it's so funny that we're even debating Building Seven. I mean, you have Larry Finkelstein, you know. Yeah. He said, pull it. Pull yeah, he it. said, you know, we just decide to pull it. And it's just like, why are we debating this? The guy who owned it said he ca called for it to be pulled. Which, he totally did it on camera. Which, which has to, which my whole point is that right there lends credence to they fucking put explosives the whole way up. Because how can, Absolutely. Like, right? Like, let's say. Uh, our next door to our our, our, our building is a, a a house, and I'm just like pull it, pull what? What am I pulling? Pull it, pull it down. Well, how am I supposed to pull it down? You only say pull it when you know something's in there to pull it. So, but to play That's devil's right. to play devil's advocate or someone's family member. What if I tell you, I was like, well, why does it matter? Who's going to go to jail now? It Who are we going to arrest, George to Bush? I know it should matter. I'm not saying it shouldn't, but that's what the devil's I've had like. this argument with good friends of mine. If somebody takes family member of mine, I want the person who did it, not somebody. But then who's that person? Like, Let's say we do find out 9-11 was an inside job. Who is it? Just George Bush? Who should go to jail? That's when it also goes down to like, well, that's a fucking inside job of like, what are we going to arrest? So what are, what are we supposed to do? Let them no, throw out I'm, the first pitch of World Series and cheer him <laughs> on like he's a good guy? I mean, like, yeah, everyone's yeah. mad at Bill Burr's wife for flipping off Trump. I have more respect for that than I do that those two stadiums full of people cheering on George Bush at two different events at the first game of the World Series and then at the Giants. You're like, you have some balls showing up anywhere in New York. Anything shows up. Yeah. And they're cheering right. you on. We forget. It, it's. Uh, I think it's. It's part of it. Them getting old. You know. Like it's like. You know. It's hard to boo an elderly man. But I, you got to remember. I'll this guy is boo, Satan I'll incarnate. Boo, I'll boo the oldest motherfucker on devil. the planet. He's a devil. Uh, I, I've been there. I've been there. I've seen Sam boo uh, George Bush Senior at the airport while a flight while a pilot 
walked by us and said, you don't disrespect a general like that. And Sam was just like this. I'm taking a picture of him. You call him a general? Oh, I don't know what no, he called he him. Go, hey, man, he's a military hero. I yeah. go, bro, he, was a, he <laughs> helped get rid of three presidents, you piece of was shit. Was he in a wheelchair at the time, too? No. Oh, uh, well, oh. uh, it was before he went in the wheelchair. Okay. okay. You know? But yeah, so, Sam stands his ground. Yeah. I mean, Come so back, the whole so point is bad. like, these are manifest events, dude. You know? Uh, you know? You get enough flat Earth. It's just like you know we have we have major debates on this show. I have zero problems with it. I, I had mm -hmm. a guy. I had a guy come to our, my show. Did you say the whole show? Uh, at the uh, the revival. Yeah, 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 I say the whole time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you see the guy that worked at Jack Parsons? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Rocket? yeah. yeah. Didn't even know that guy was a Satan. He's like, that's bullshit. I go, no, dude, it's 100% fact. Jack Parsons was a satanic occultist. No way, bro. Oh, yeah. oh big time. And they worked there. Don't even know. And it's so funny because, you know, we're, we're having these conversations about Satan and all this shit. I believe all that satanic panic was just there to set up because they knew this all was coming. So... When all when they decide to make their play and present what they really believe, they wanted people to be look at the doubt, look at look, look, oh dude, say Dak panic, bro. Remember that that school where they said that those people did all that stuff uh, to those kids and that was a giant fake thing. No, it wasn't. And I'm looking right here. This is from Liz Crocken. And jump in anytime you want. Um, the Mc Mc. Martin preschool case was not a legendary hoax. It was a legendary cover-up. In 2019, the FBI de declassified documents on the finders. The finders was a CIA front at tasked at kidnapping and torturing programming across the United States. The children were used. They found tunnels under the school. Yeah. So then, do you think, because you, you've seen the case where the kids say there was like clowns and stuff, do you think they, they add that to make it sound crazy, so yeah, it sound crazy, yes. As in, like they just put a clown there so they can be like, oh, then there was clowns and there was people on trees, and but there actually is stuff going down, but it just so sounds crazy. Do to the you kids. guys remember when in New Mexico they found that weird like fort and they found some guy and the guy was like basically said we're training high school shooters. Do you remember that story? Oh yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And then oh, the judge was, dismissed oh. the case like two weeks later. And nobody said anything. Wow. That's heavy. That's some heavy-ass shit. Oh, here we go. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this is on CNN. New Mexico compound suspects were training children for school shootings, prosecutors say. Imagine. Uh, the five suspects accused of abusing 11 children at a New Mexico compound were training them to commit school shootings, prosecutors said Wednesday. If the defendants were to be, quote, released from custody, there is a substantial likelihood defendant may commit new crimes due to his planning and preparation for future school shootings, the document said. And then, like you said, yeah. See? What came you, of this? Nothing. Yeah. See, but you tell someone that, hey, there's a school for school shootings and the government's in on it. No, you're crazy. There's no way school shootings just happen and there's just... You gotta take the guns away. This is, but yeah. yeah. And it's funny. There are no stories about this past that original story where those documents were introduced. Nothing else after. Right. Yeah. And the herd right, it, keeps moving. Yeah. It takes a lot of energy to fight the narrative. It's it's exhausting, you know, because they're relentless and they have the power of the media, and it's just, you know. But there's always five levels of truth. 
when you're seeing something on the data sphere. Like, for instance, we were talking about how the guy, you saw that one of the things that woke you up was you saw the politicians all buddy-buddy at this event, even though they're supposed to hate each other. <clears throat> well, I saw, I saw Biden doing a press conference, right? He's getting on Marine One. That's the helicopter. And the, and the microphones, like my microphone here, it, there was a bunch of microphones across the bottom of the screen and his hand went right yeah. through the microphone. Yeah. So I go. Okay. So, so they're fake. You know, the whole thing was fake. Like you wouldn't believe fake. And you're sitting there with your nerve endings hanging out going, where am I? I'm in some sort of menagerie where they could just fake stuff like this to push the narrative. And so you also talked about how there's, uh, you know, technology can erode your soul to where you're this soulless techno bot, you know, and there's a spiritual aspect to us. We're not just an organic machine. You know, there's a soul inside you, which is like your mind, <laughs> will, and your emotions, and there's a spirit. And so there's a, a spirit world, potentially, potentially there's an afterlife. And you saw pictures of it, like with Job, uh, Satan came before God and he started arguing with God about Job and, and saying, you know, he only serves you because you give him toys and stuff. So God's like, all right, I'm going to use him to teach people about suffering. Go ahead and mess with him. So he says, everything that he has is in your hands. So that's what's happening behind the scenes in the spirit world. God and the devil and the angels are having this battle. And, and then the man is like a pawn. I mean, he's like in part of it, but it's all happening because of what happened up there. That's what's happening down here. And I think I think if you're not sensitive to that, that you're really only operating on a low level of your truth or journey. There's more to what you're seeing than what's on the news. You got geopolitical truth, then from there it goes up to like who's really in control? Is it is it the government? No. They're really controlled by the special interest groups who are controlled by the banking system, the IMF, or, or the corporations first, then the IMF, then the central banks, then it's the, the BIS, the Bank of International Settlements. There we but go. then above them is like the Bilderberg Group. They are really controlled and owned by the United Nations. Then there's these groups like the Chatham House, Royal Institute of International Affairs, these kind of, you know, like... We have no idea who they are, what they do, but they're extremely powerful. Then you got the Freemason lodges, the secret societies. Then above that is things like the Trilateral Commission, Council on Foreign Relations. Then you go to the then you have the city states, the Vatican, Washington, and the City of London. So yeah. Vatican is the religious city state. Washington is the military yeah. city state, and the City of London is the financial city yeah. state. Then you got the count committee of 300, and then there's the crown count. There is a crown council of 13. It exists. Okay. The 13 families have a crown council. Well, what do they do? They have these meetings with, you know, in these cement basement bunkers where Satan comes and gives them their directives, or they go down to the South Pole and they get their directives down there from the fallen angels. Yeah, this, I'm with and then you, there's bro. the pin yard. Right? Uh, are you getting into Pindar? That's the dog? world you live in. Sorry. <laughs> are you getting? Are you in the Pindar dog? I'm all about that, bro. <laughs> I'm all about that, man. I I think the black nobility are really high up. Uh, I don't. I know they're above any 
I think they're just they're old banking families from Rome mm-hmm. that go all the way yep. back to Babylon, and they've been and in power. Pedivores. And they're pedivores. I'm yeah, one hundred percent. Because children are are the closest to God, and they've made deals with the, these dark entities, whether it's Baal, Moloch, you know, all these dark, dark entities. <coughs> the, it, it is a battle between fallen angels and God. And you know, it's so funny. You bring up dinosaurs earlier. You're like, you know, my friends. They don't believe it. You know, they think dinosaurs are real. And I'm like, bro, I think dinosaurs are nephilim, dude. And I think they just re- they had to come up with something to to cover up for what those are because if Nephilim's true, then the whole the Bible and all that study is true, and that's what I I one hundred percent believe. And well, why do you think they always they always ferret those giants away? They find the bones of giants, and then the, then the Smithsonian comes. Well, the, the men in black come, and they say this is cordoned off now. This is government. And they take the bones and they hide. They're trying to cover up the biblical narrative. I mean, they found Noah's Ark. It was over there on uh, Mount Ararat or one of those mountains. It's over there. They don't want to let that out. Yeah, I mean, it used to be common knowledge, too. Abraham Lincoln, during a speech, is like, the eyes of that species of extinct giants whose bones fill the mounds of America have gazed on Niagara as ours do now. I mean, there was a time when this was very much common knowledge, that it's so much so that the president would just say it in a speech, you know? Yep. I didn't know that, Johnny. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Lincoln's speech about the giants in Niagara is... It's right there in history books. And you could go back and find all kinds of newspaper articles talking about giants. It's very well documented in the geological studies. You know, they've had, there's tons of pictures of them, but it's still just kooked them. It's, it's fringe talk. And, uh, you know, if you're, if you try to bring these topics up, like I'm, I'm coming from a biblical worldview. So I was in the ministry, right? Doing church. I'm some, you go around church people, they don't want to hear it either. They're the most normie. Yeah. Pastors are the most normie people of anybody because they got too much to lose. Yeah, yeah I had a friend. Uh, I had a conversation. Keep your question. Hold it. Uh, I had a friend of mine that uh, is newly sobriety, and you know, I didn't want to bring the God stuff up. You know, so I brought up the universe, and he's like, "No, I'm good with God now. I'm good with God." I'm like, "Okay, cool. that's cool, dude," because that's a big thing. And when you start to see this shit, you start yeah. to see it. You'll realize that what when you go, what else are they lying to me about? You know, you start Jeff K, you go, what else are they lying to me about? God. And he goes, I, yep. I'm I'm spiritual, I'm not religious. I go, I'm the same exact way, dude. I have no desire to follow into the anytime there's a power structure, there is a place to corrupt. And I go and I go to him, everything you've ever learned about God was told to you by people who don't want you to believe in God. And that that's my honest trip. So do you do you uh, believe that they kept uh, certain passages or books out of the Bible? Yeah, this is this shenanigans going on with the Bible. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. Like I'm a I mean, big Bible believe- guy now. What's that? I, I really do believe in the Bible, but I also know that I mean I've had people come to. I had a guy come up to my show in Dallas. And he was like, dude, look at this. I have this. This is a Bible from the 1600s. He goes, this passage, you cannot find in new Bibles anymore. And it was about right, how. Well, let me 
let me clarify what I just stated, because I'm a Bible believer, and I believe that the Bible was given by God to man to know him, and then, you know, we have this received text, like the King James Version, was probably the most accurate, and it's it's accurate to the original manuscripts, the original autographs. However, my whole um, my whole YouTube channel is based on looking at the Mandela effect and the fact that the Bible's changing. So there's a end time sign and wonder that's taking place that's affecting everything in our reality, including the Bible. So that's what I talk about for seven years. So that's why I answered the way I did. What's the quote, Johnny, that you say about the lamb? I don't really know it. You... No, that one. I well, I mean, there's a there's a one about you know most people remember it as the the lion laying down yeah. with the lamb, but it's it's with the wolf uh, in reality. And I I mean I have a, a, ch a childhood Bible, but my ch the Bible that I was given you know when I was born, uh, if you can call that a gift, uh, you know has on the on the front mm -hmm. a lamb yeah. and a I've, lion I've talked together to on it. Yeah. Personally, thirty pastors or so in the last seven years, like across the table from them, and I asked them, "Hey, pastor, who laid down with the lamb?" And they not only answered "lion," they said it like it was self-evident. Oh, the lion! Like, of course. And then they'd go to it, Isaiah eleven six, and they'd start reading, and the wolf, the the wolf, and they they'd stumble over it, and. A couple of times, I witnessed what we call the download, and the download is like you're in a sci-fi movie. So this one guy, he reads, he reads Wolf, and then he stops, and then he looks up at me. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> and his head tilts to the side, it kind of shook a little, and his eyes got really glazed. And then he goes, "Oh yeah, now that I think of it, I do remember Wolf." Do you think yeah. that's a glitch? So. Or do, what do, you, do you think that's a glitch that they got? Well, is that like an Agent Smith moment? You remember that? Yeah. In the yes, exists. Agent Smith, man, exactly. Yeah, I remember the wolf. I, it, remember. Well, I mean, you, you come um, mentally and spiritually to an impasse, right? And you have to decide, like, either I'm going, my entire worldview is going to shatter or I'm just going to yep. assume that I misremembered it, you know? Yeah. That's what it is. decision. Are, yeah. Now misremembers a word. You remember that wasn't a word until uh, Roger Clemens decided yeah. to uh, use that word in yeah. front of a guy. Yeah. He misremembers. You know, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but it's interesting, man. Because I have a buddy of mine. He he got very spiritual in college and used to be all the time I would come meet with him. He'd always want to talk about Jesus and the Bible to me, and I would always let him go because I didn't want to be disrespectful. But I wasn't ready for it. And then lately, I have been ready for it, and. So we've been having a lot of conversations about it, and he he has some very interesting interesting views about it, man. And uh, you know, I just think that there. I mean, if there's any place you could you could corrupt, they will corrupt at every every chokeout point at every you know. So, okay, so so you bring up they're corrupting it, uh, and he he's in the Mandela effect. Do you think the government is corrupting the Mandela effect or the elite, or do you think it literally is a a time? a different timeline you know how to well, mention timelines that's a great and question and i go if i know if i'm if i see that they're pushing cultural marxism on us at every point and a big part of what cultural marxism is is it doesn't it wants you not to believe your eyes your ears or the wisdom of your experiences there's part of me that goes they have something so advanced they can just completely flip the internet like they can they they have a way to replace everything we know and not they it's like almost with Tataria 
where they can't, they, you know, they got rid of a lot of stuff in the big cities, but you go to these tiny cities and there's some shit that doesn't make sense there. You're like, why, yep. how's that architecture fit in this town of 10,000 people? <laughs> yes. So I, I, I think they, they don't get everything. They get a lot of stuff. That I think that so is you, possible. So you think it's the elite? You don't think it's a, like a, you know how they say the? Um, I mean, it could easily be yeah. we're on other timelines too. Anything is yeah. possible. I just know somebody's fucking with something. Yep. Well, the time that you know the, what we're experiencing, it could be a timeline thing. It could be a consciousness thing, or your ability to decode the the construct has been altered. So it's just like tweak the frequency. So what you're seeing. Is it like at a different level of consciousness? Or it could be shifting to a different universe. There's a lot of different theories. But one thing that we do know as human beings that are in possession of our faculties is it is not misremembering. Let me give an example. Let's say you wake up tomorrow, right? And, you know, right now your name is Sam. You've known your name is Sam. But you wake up tomorrow and it's Tom. Okay, all of your bank statements say Tom. Your driver's license, credit cards, birth certificate, even your yearbook says Tom, and you go get checked out. You don't have a brain tumor or mental illness or anything. Nobody's playing a scam on you. Would you agree that that experience is a supernatural, unexplainable experience? Yes or no? <coughs> yes. Okay. Thank you. All right. Now, why is that? I'm going to tell you why. It's just for the sake of time. The reason you said yes is because you believe that the human memory is so reliable when it comes to vivid memories, that you're going to go against all logic and say, I don't care what the data spheres tell me. I know what my name is, bro. Okay. I know my name, right? And something's going on, but my name was never Tom. Okay. Period. <laughs> so, so the human memory is reliable. The number one argument against the Mandela effect is you're just confused. You're just confusing the platter's peanut guy with the monopoly guy. No. I beg to differ. That's your philosophy. That's your hypothesis, but it's incorrect. My testimony is my testimony, and you can't have it. It's sacrosanct. If your name changes, nobody's going to... What if I came to you when, when that happened, and I tried to start trying to tell you, Sam, you're just misremembering, right? What would you tell me? Yeah. Buzz off. I, I'm completely and utterly with you on that and it's weird i mean i might be wrong did you have have you ever heard of like the mandela because the first time i heard of it was the first uh the stupid burstein burstein and then and it blew everyone's <laughs> mind i was like oh so crazy the craziest one is britney spears True. Skirt. yeah that's the craziest one to me yep where you ask everybody is it plaid is it black everyone says plaid a couple people yep. say black but britney spears herself dressed up as that character for halloween in a plaid outfit. Thank you. But but and well, there's thousands of those. But here, real quick, you, you know it's thousands. Yeah. What's really interesting? Um. What's really interesting is that the in Islam, the reason they they memorize the Quran is because they say jinns can't corrupt your what's in your mind. They can corrupt Ooh. any everything around you. Huh? They can manipulate everything around <laughs> that's you. One. But they can't corrupt your mind. So that's why people memorize the Quran. So yeah, yeah. Yep. Do you remember, remember that movie why are we with so skeptical? I mean, there's a two slit experiment. It's a it's a peer reviewed study where they they were they were um, testing or examining the 
how particles at the quantum level function. So they're shooting these particles through a screen that had two slits and a photoelectric cell in the back. And you would think that the photoelectric cell would show you two slits of, of energy hitting the cell. And it did until they flipped on a camera in front of the slits. And as soon as there was human consciousness involved in the experiment, suddenly these particles began to act as waves. So like if you drop two pebbles into a pool, it would create a cancellation pattern and you have like seven different lines on the photoelectric cell, which is what they saw. And they were like, what? So they turned the camera off and the, and the wave pattern went back to two slits. They turned it on, back to seven. The only variable was human consciousness was then involved in the experiment. That's it. So what that proved is that the construct that you live and move in is somehow directly tied to what you're perceiving is tied to your consciousness. Okay, so based on that scientifically proven fact, the Mandela effect is absolutely possible because the there's a biblical example where in the Old Testament, the, the uh, Pharaoh's magicians threw down their staff and it became a snake. So we have a biblical example of them being able to change wood into a complex organism. And there's many examples of them uh, doing alchemy throughout history and the writings. And if you study Satanism, they got powers. And so this event was actually foretold in a number of different passages in the Bible that this would happen. So Daniel 7.25 says, in the last days, or, or the Antichrist will, will seek to change times and laws. He'll seek to change space-time in the Bible. And then Enoch, in chapter 80, he said, in, the, in these days, all things on the earth will alter, and they will be out of their time. So this is, you know, there's other passages, too, that foretold the event. And then also, you got millions of people, millions of people claiming this is happening. It's also, not a few crazy people in the basement. There is a um, there's an Aster Crowley comment that when you um, when you see basically he's saying when you see trans uh, women and pe people starting to talk about climate change, all right. That that'll be the sign of a new a new the the Horus the god of Horus will be coming back. He talked about yep. that. And, I know. I remember hearing that. Yeah. Yep. And you know, and then there's also things about the dark mo mother. There's all this crazy. We had this uh, Freemason on, and you know, I have I know some people who are Freemasons, and everyone can say whatever they want. I think I think groups are fine, but I also think that you know that at the highest levels of everything there is corruption because people want to control stuff. That's, that's my honest opinion, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, but I think it's interesting, dude. I think it's, everything is a intelligence trick is a, ri a rich man's trick. They are running magic on us at all corners at all times. And that's my, my honest belief. And you have once what see, Every two years, a new PSYOP comes, right? A new global PSYOP that changes how they're trying to change how humanity operates. Every two years. Every 20 years, there's a global event. <coughs> but every two years, there's like a new, a new, um, 
a new thing so going COVID on. COVID was like 22 mm-hmm. years after 9-11. Yeah, it was like 20 years after yeah. 9-11, right? Yeah, yeah. Or right around then. Yeah, right so, around there, yeah. So every 20 years. It's like kind of at the World Famous Comedy Store. Every 20 years, the, the comedy flips, and it's a new generation. Um, but every time these things happen, I always go, okay, this reminds me of what they did before. This has all the earmarks of this play out of their playbook. And you go, oh, my, I'm reading this energy of this thing. It, it's reading like this. This is why things going on. And you get scared to put it out. Because if you're wrong, you feel every loss. Every time you're wrong, it, it, you get dinged really hard and it becomes a uh, credibility thing. They don't care how many times you're right. It's how many times you're wrong. No matter mm-hmm. how many times they're wrong, no matter. it doesn't matter. Every time a conspiracy theorist is wrong, it's a new parade celebration, right? They celebrate it. So, yeah. oh, and, and not <laughs> only that, they'll find you like they find Alex Jones now. Right? I mean, they're trying. They're trying. I mean, so, but the whole point is this, is like, even if we get into what's going in Gaza and stuff like that, we have, I know we don't, we've talked this to, into the ground, but it's just like, from the minute I go, this doesn't make any sense. This is this Iron Dome, the IDF. They could be anywhere in Israel in 30 minutes. They don't show up in f- for five hours. Doesn't make any sense. And then it starts to roll out. And then you got Elon Musk over there going, oh, my God, the tragedy. And you're like, dude, like Netanyahu lives in a bubble. He has mm-hmm. no clue of what the outside perception of it is. That is pageantry of stupid right there. That is like giving a trans woman a fucking gold medal for beating women. And so everyone knows what's going on here. Nobody thinks yeah, right. it's a victory. You're not doing a victory lap. You just cucked mm-hmm. this guy in front of everybody. That was a giant, that was a giant cuck manifest. They're like, look, this is the richest guy in the world, and watch him have to go through our bullshit. No doubt. It's kind of crazy, mm-hmm. man. And it's just like, I don't know, dude. I live in interesting times. I think every well, how obvious, how obvious was it? They tried to start a war under Trump and they stopped it. So then they ended up starting the Ukraine war and that didn't work. It fizzled out. So they had to start another war over in Israel. So these wars are all banker wars, and it's like we we watch something show up on the world scene, and a lot of people think, oh, that's just a skirmish that crops up, you know, between two countries and two borders. No. It was something planned like 10 years ago in, in Davos or in Bilderberg or something. It was you know, war-gamed and mapped out, and now it was just time to implement it. So we're, we're living under these psychos who are moving towards this one-world government, which is uncloaking in front of us. And, uh, you know, we feel powerless, but we're not. We're not powerless. I want to I touch on something you brought up. Sam, which where you were talking about the four things you care about, or the five things, and you mentioned everything you do is for love. And this is this is a really key driver for people like us. Is is that you talked about it? You, truthers have compassion, and I just wanted to encourage your listeners because you are doing the right thing, truther. You care about people. Now they don't want your help. But, but you've kind of stumbled into something that's got a nobility that you sense. And I wanted to encourage you and congratulate you. You're doing a great job. You're right and they're wrong. Don't forget that. You're a truther. They don't know. 
and they don't want to know, which, by the way, is the definition of delusion. Delusion is, I believe, what's wrong, and I'm resistant to facts. That's They're deluded, not you. So all the name-calling is baloney. Okay, just let it roll off your back, because you have gotten in touch with destiny. You you found out something, and it's very uh, big. It's like bigger <laughs> than you, right? And and you you also sense that you were given grace to see, because everybody always says, "How come they can't see?" or "Why can I see?" Well, you were you can see because you were shown. There's some aspect of this which is metaphysical. It's like a spiritual awakening. There's a great awakening happening. And so you've gotten in touch with that aspect of your journey, and it's really right, okay? I'm validating your experience. What you woke up to is the truth, and there's a big price tag associated with it, but it's worth it, okay? Because once you see, you can't unsee. There's no going back, all right? So just be encouraged. Just keep learning, keep going forward, and keep opening your mouth and trying to share the truth with people, and you get better at it, and eventually you you make a difference. And that's what you're here for. You're here to not take up space and eat chickens, okay? You're here to make a difference, all right? So do it! Yeah, I'm with you on that. That's here. my thing. I mean, I'd rather go out with the understanding that I tried. People are good. There's dark forces within every group, and it's not yes. the group. Right, and this, if you apply that to religion, a lot of people get put off by how God runs his universe, and then there's the corruption that comes into the system. But, you know, you there's hypocrites at the supermarket, but you still go yep, shopping because yep. you need the food. <coughs> yep, 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 100 You got to wade through. You got to wade through, because if you think about it, like, you could look at every, there's a church in every corner in America, every every country has religion all over the place, you could go to the most remote jungle, and you'll find some tribe that's never even seen a white man, and they'll have a totem pole. So, it's in you to worship a god. It's all, all of creation testifies that he exists. So, it's not just nonsense, but a lot of people are ticked off at God, because you know, well, all different kinds of reasons. Maybe their mom died when they were five or seven of cancer, and they prayed for him to be healed, and God didn't heal him. So they decided they were going to be ticked off at God. But, you know, there's all kinds of questions that people have, but when you meet God, like I met Jesus in 83 in a church, came into my life, and the next day my whole life changed. I mean, overnight. It was not like I reformed myself. And I've walked with him ever since, 40 years. So, a man with an experience is not at the mercy of a man with an argument. That's for sure. Yep. It's real. You know, uh, it's got to be something to it. I mean, it's, uh, there's all these billions of people running after some kind of God. There's got to be something to it. I'm talking to the stone cold atheist, the guy that's like, I believe in what I can see. Well, look around at the empirical evidence of all the people testifying that they get some benefit out of their religion. There's something to it. You should try it. If it's not working for you, you might want to try it, right? Yep. I, I mean, I, I listen, listen. You know, people go, "Well, why would God allow this happen? Why would God let that happen?" And well, if you if you're going to un go with the hypothesis that you believe that God exists, well, then you got to understand that God put Lucifer 
in charge down here. That was part of the whole deal, and that will come to an end. So these bad yeah. things that happen isn't God. It's like every single, there's not every single, but so many philosophies, spiritualities, and religion talk about a God trapping entities in this realm down here, whether it's Vedic mm -hmm. astrology, Hinduism, or, or Christianity. And we keep going yep. down. God trapped fallen angels down here, whether it was 33% of them or whether it was two of them or four of them, they were trapped down here. And those are the ones that's that run the realm. And that's the game that is played. For what reason? It's above my pay grade. <laughs> so yeah. that's all I got to say. I finally, I finally came to the conclusion that the... Uh, the answer to all my questions is there is no answer to the side of eternity. You know, the God God has created it so the the intellectual man cannot scale the wall to him. He, he's, Jesus said you have to come as a little child. Unless you're like a little child, you can't see. So it's not a head thing. A lot of people are real cerebral. They're all above the shoulders. This is a heart thing where, you know, one day – you know, you look in the mirror and you're addicted to whatever and you're depressed and you're just at the end of yourself. And you're like, my life is a train wreck and it ain't working. And so finally, you humble yourself. Your life humbles you. And you begin to say, <coughs> God, you know, let me try God. So you basically open your heart to this idea that there is a god and you might just say his name jesus i mean i've heard this a hundred times people just said his name all right jesus if you're real you know mm -hmm. and bam that night they say i slept through the night i haven't slept soundly in 20 years they'll say and i got my first so things start to happen that you know didn't happen for chance okay because it's right on the tail end of your little encounter with him and then all of a sudden just things start to, you wake up and you sense God. And it's like, all of a sudden your mind is open to, to his existence. And so you just become a believer. And then, you know, you start reading the Bible and you find out all kinds, you know, it's just, it's not easy. But we're not, we're not a byproduct of an, or, you know, a, a, a biological event where mommy and daddy got together. I mean, come on. The, the, the birth of a human being is a miracle, how that happens. And the Bible says you were, God knit you together while you're in the womb. So you have a creator. This guy created you. And then, so he has a, a desire to be in your life and have a relationship. You were created for him. So if you're on your own, self-directed, there's going to be a misery that's always hanging over you. There's a thinness, a th there's a, a longing on the inside that can't be filled by a chemical or a sexual encounter or power or money. It's always fleeting, and that's what people find in God. They find the thing that they were looking for. That's what I found. Peace. Yep. 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 Yeah, Jesus, I mean, sweet, like, really I don't sweet. know, man. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. We'll wrap it up here. It's just the the closer I get to God, the higher vibrational behavior I take, 
the more I start to feel like I feel, my anxiety goes down, my depression goes down, things start working out. The farther I get from God, the more my anxiety goes up, my depression goes up, <laughs> my anger goes up. And the, because yep. the universe is telling me I am on the wrong path. And that's all yep. I got to say. And I love everybody. No matter what you heard here today, I love everybody and everything I've ever said. <laughs> everything I say is to wake people up that there's a small group of people that are using controlled opposition to do all the damage. Everything is a proxy war. And as soon as you realize that, you'll stop fighting with groups. You'll stop fighting mm -hmm. with the other religions and other countries and all that stuff. And you realize that it's, it's, it's not a racial thing or a religious thing. It's an economic thing. It's, it's us versus this small predator class. That's manipulating that's right. everything. And they they have no power unless we give it to them. And that's it. So we'll wake up and see. I know, I know who my enemy is. It's not my brothers and my sisters. It's a small group of fucking lizard people yep. that get all these groups to all these groups to fight with us. You know, they're all controlled opposition and they're all positioned to be a firewall from you from you looking at who's really in power. And if you know their name, they're probably fucking aren't running shit. <laughs> and if they're low-hanging fruit, they're probably not running shit. Wake up. Wake up, America. Wake up. All right. One more time, John. Please tell them where they can find you. Yes, please. Uh, my website's wakeuporelse.com. And uh, you can get the book there. It's on audio and paperback. And my YouTube channel is Wake Up or Else, all one word. We do a biblical analysis of the Mandela effect. But the other thing I wanted to mention is they're going to try to roll out a more medical tyranny. So if you go to my website, wakeuporelse.com, click on the state national tab and scroll down. There's a whole section there with about eight or nine links that'll give you like flyers, training, uh, all kinds of, of, of material so that you can stand up to the next mask mandate rollout. Because they're going to try to muzzle you again with the face diaper. And we need to say no. We need to stop complying. And that section there, yeah, click on resources. Or no, go go back to uh, the, the entry point. Go to go to uh, State National. State <laughs> National is right below resources. Yeah, right there. And then scroll down. Got to scroll down quite a ways. Uh, and there's a section there. Keep going. Keep going. All right. Go back up a little bit slower. All right. Right there. Right there. That's it. Right now you passed it. Go back down a little bit. Right there. Yep, keep going a little bit. All right. So we're right there. So it says masks don't work. Flyer. I don't consent. Notice of discrimination. This oh, is I the whole this. section. Yeah, so you could you could get yourself battle ready. I've gone into when they did it the first time, I had two or three encounters where the cops came out. And I was ready to go. This is a flyer that gives you some talking points for all the Karens that are going to try to jump in your grill. I mean, the, the population is totally mind controlled. But if you have the old clipboard, you know, I'll show you how to do citizen's arrest. I'll show you how to go in and, and instruct, you know, educate the company owners and and uh, and just say, no, I don't comply. I, I refuse. Well, you, no, no mask, no service. Well, that's a violation of my civil rights and um uh, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> so then you go to, you go to town, 
and have some fun and stand up to the tyranny. Because if we don't stop with the masks, they're going to start with the with the shot. They're coming back. Again. They're already setting it up. Yep. Uh, you know, manufacturing consent. Manufacturing yep. consent. Listen to it. They're slow rolling it out. China, and then they're going to try to slow roll it out here. And again, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. There's a Greek term for that, and it's called retarded. Okay? You can do that if you want to. You can be a retard. Nobody's going to care. That's it. I'm not playing your stupid fucking game again with your, yeah. with this. So it's done. All right. John, you came, you saw, you dropped the hammer of the gods. All the links are all of John's stuff, his book, his website, all below in the links. Thank you, guys. Also, guys, we're coming to the end of Chaos Twins. We might extend it a little farther. We want to get to 30000 That will ensure a uh, animation. That's what we're trying to do. You're almost there. Come on, people. Pull up. Yeah, we got a we're bunch basically of at 23500 We're almost there. If you guys can help out. Just drop a buck. If everyone here that listens to the show dropped a buck, uh, we would be able to make multiple um, animations, which is somewhat our goal to slow roll it out. So we'll see how it goes. Um, and Father, there, there, do you still have the baller? The baller edition tier? Uh, we have everything. I'm thinking about making my pen name Rex Ogman. Well, you got five claims on the do a podcast yeah. with Sam? Yeah. Is that a nod to Stacey Ogman? Is that the plastic one, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One is uh, Stacey Rex, Ogman, Rex and the Rex other one's my next-door oh, neighbor. Okay. Rex Ogman. I grew up with nice. his name's Rex Fredenberg. So it's going to be Rex Stacey Ogman. Ogman put me in a headlock at a at a Falcons game one time. Well, you deserved yeah. it. Probably. You definitely yeah. deserved <laughs> it. So, uh, guys, stay, t uh, stay tuned for uh, all of the um, affiliates we have, some highlights from my other podcast. Again, I got El Monte on the 16th. I'm putting together a murder final comedy chaos Woo! of the year, 2012, I mean 12-12. Come hang out with us. We're going to have a great time. And then I'm in Bolivia, Batavia, excuse me, at the Comedy Vault at the beginning of, at the end of January. So uh, come get weird with Daddy. Daddy wants a hang. Daddy wants a bang. Let's go. Uh, go to samtruman.com. All my affiliates, all my audio, all my video, chaostwins.com links, and enjoy these the affiliates, description of our affiliates, which I use all of them, and uh, enjoy uh, the highlights. Here's a clip from the latest Broken Sim. So then we end the show. I can't stop laughing at the situation. <laughs> yeah. We go outside. Now Shmuley, what is his name? Shmuley Jibberstein, yeah. How do you not know Shmuley your accountant's name? I mean, my God. Dude, it's Don Barris's accountant's name. Yeah, sorry. Shmuley yeah, yeah. Jibberstein is in Eddie's face right now. Oh, no. And Shmuley is telling him that he's CIA, okay, and that the CIA wait, isn't wait, happy. He's saying, wait, Shmuley is saying that Shmuley, Shmuley is CIA is saying or Shmuley is saying that Eddie CIA. is CIA? Well, first he said he used to be in the CIA. Oh. Then he starts saying he's in the CIA. And he's saying that flat earth is real, but he's mad that the CIA, the CIA is mad that Eddie's talking about shmoo, about, about flat earth. Okay. And Eddie, Eddie's like, I'm just trying to do dick jokes. He's like, they're upset with you. And I walk up to him and I go, they're watching Eddie. He's like, yeah. Are they watching me? And he goes, no. I go, they're not <laughs> watching me. What the fuck? That's so funny. Nobody's watching me. That's some bullshit.
Like we could use the ratings. We need people to be watching us. Yeah, we need people. They're always like, blah, blah, blah is watching. I'm like, good. Numbers are up, bro. Yes. Numbers are up. Please give them give them the YouTube link too. Give them the YouTube link. Tell them to watch us, dude. Seriously. So (laughs) so then he grabs me, dude. And he pulls Shmoo- me to the wait, side. Shmooley grabbed you? Shmooley, what is his name? Jib- Jibberstein, of course. Jibberstein grabs my fucking new, like, maroon 10th Planet Austin sweatshirt that's gorgeous. Oh, hell no. Grabs it, pulls it to the side. And I'm like, should I use my Krav Maga on Shmooleystein right now? Shmooley Jibberstein. Jibberstein. I should have made this name easier. If I do this right now... All hell is going to break out. So I have to diffuse it. So whenever I get very nervous, I do what? I start laughing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm laughing. Little Johnny Betancourt is pissed. And he's revved up. He's a chihuahua ready to thump this Schmulestein. <laughs> yeah, I think you've said that before, that he has a temper. So, John. so Smolestina is like, dude, I'm in the CIA. They're watching. I go, how do you know he's CIA? So he hands me, he shows me this, be- this weird kind of ID. I grab it and I'm like, oh no, I touched it. They got my fingerprints. I go, hold on. Show me that Schmulestein, Schmulestein, show me that CIA identification again. He shows it again. I grab it and I walk, I wipe all my, my, my fingertips on. Did it I'm look like, legitimate? I got my Did fingerprints it look real? Off it. He's like, damn you, why'd you do that? I go, cause now you don't have my fingerprints, right? Did it he look goes, real? watching. I go, Schmulestein. What? Did the ID look real? Well, it was a green ID, he, but he had his thumb over what it was. Oh, yeah. So who knows if it's real? Nobody cares. I care. But it was the, I mean, dude, it was chaos. It was so fucking Sounds insane, funny. yeah. Was Johnny filming all this? Uh, I don't know if he filmed the last stuff. I think we'd pa- <gasps> we'd packed up. Oh, no. But it was so funny. I'm like, nobody's watching me. Nobody cares about me. Everybody cares about them. Okay? it's I'm getting yelled at that I'm yelling right now. What do you mean? Okay, all right. So Billie Eilish was in Variety complaining. Here's the quote. Nobody ever says a thing about men's bodies. If you're muscular, cool. If you're not, cool. If you're rail thin, cool. If you have a dad bod, cool. If you're pudgy, love it. Everybody's happy with it. You know why? Because girls are nice. They don't give a f- about us because we see people for who they are. It, it, this is like, what is she talking about? She is so delusional. Studies have shown that women, women now, a hundred percent of women find eighty percent of men not just not attractive ugly okay Dude, leonardo dicaprio goes without a shirt johnny on the go beach to the community notes go to community notes she gets dude she oh, gets she? murked by I the community notes oh, let me see okay but, dude, but think about leo dicaprio anytime he that dude goes when he's out of shape without a shirt on the beach or like tom brady it's all on the front of the the tabloids when a guy is somewhat unattractive becomes a, a meme how about that no neck guy from from um no neck um, ed yeah 98 yeah. fiance 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're right about him. He's so crazy. Um, this is the community note. It says, it is estimated that roughly 10 million men in the United States alone experience body dysmorphia for the same re- reasons women yeah. do. Yeah. This is this is called, I live the most privileged life. Yeah. I'm at the peak of my physical powers. I'm hot. I got the biggest cans in the world. And I just want to find some kind of grift oppression that I can I can bring up. Because I I have been famous since I was a young, young girl, and we need to have windmills to fight. We we have to have a purpose in our life, and her purpose is to act like she's oppressed because she has the fattest cans on planet Earth. (laughs) Big-titted hot chick with a ton of cash feels oppressed. That's what that should be called, that title. All right, so here's the last thing. You sent me this, and it's more proof that, uh, well, the black cube of Saturn is is a real thing. Here we go. We've got Taylor Swift at a concert on a giant black cube. What's she on, Johnny? What's she on? A giant black cube, man. In the center. A giant black cube. It looks like Mecca. Look at that, dude. It looks like Mecca. She's not even hiding it, bro. Black cube Saturn worship right there. And now she's all possessed, dirty dancing, still Dude, has the sexual energy of a four by four. You wouldn't catch me. She has no, you're so right, dude. No There's kind of vibe. nothing there. Nothing. That I'm like, wow, that is a great, wow. I just want to get in there. Nope. Nada. Why is that, nope. you think? What is it? I feel the same way about Beyonce, honestly. I don't, I just don't get it with her. Because I she's think like she's a machine. probably a lesbian. Allegedly. Maybe that's it. I think Taylor Swift is a le- lesbian. I mean, That's that thing with Kelsey opinion. is so clearly scripted. It's so fake, yeah, dude. They're like, dude, you want to make a ton of money? Act like you want to hit this. Hey, guys, real quick, I want to tell you about a couple things you can find on the website, samtriplee.com. It's everything you need. Audio, video, all there of all my podcasts across the board. You can also get my dates there. You can also get T-shirts there. We are adding T-shirts all the time. We just added a uh, more DSing, less bombing. I love that one, okay? You, we also got uh, Yahweh or the Highway new shirts Woo! are there. They should be up. It's a great way to support the show. Grab your T-shirts now. I got more magic coming. I also have a uh, mental gymnastics one everyone's going to really like. Listen, if you want to support the show, rockfin.com. $15, you get all my shows across all the boards. We also have Cash Daddies, uh, patreon.com slash Cash Daddies. Great way to make money in these difficult markets. We also have some affiliates. I'm going to hit them out real quick. Uh, if you're looking for gold and silver, a great way to go to Wise Wolf. Click the banner. Uh, brown Hydrogen brown gas. Everyone loves it. Harley Ray, our good friends, and candles and crystals. You can get a, use the promo code SWARM15. Click that one. And Tim James, who was just on the show, universally loved. You can get a discount on all this stuff on his website, Chemical Free Body. And then finally, Joel Staley, who's going to help me lose weight and get ready to rock. All those there. Click the banners. Support them. Support us. It's a great way. And all my audio, all my video, again, right there at samtriplee.com. Enjoy the highlights. And now, a highlight from Cash Daddies. What is your process for selling your art? Well, to be perfectly frank, man, for the last decade, I've just been a whore on social media. I mean, What's just wrong with unbelievable. That? like ridiculous shit like i just it's come to the point though where that's that's not always going to be there and it's certainly not the same as it was even five years ago with the fucking algorithm so you really got to pick and choose what you put up and when you put it up and just make sure it's 
quality over quantity. But the biggest thing for me is the website. Um, Cause for me, like getting a mailing list together of serious clients and having access to them, no matter what happens with social media is always going to be at the top of the heap. As far as any independent business is concerned, because what if Instagram just shuts down and goes away one day? What if TikTok just never reappears? That type of shit. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's 800 different avenues you can go to. But I think, you know, if you put out quality product, people are going to notice. I mean, if it's if you make the video interesting, if you, you know, like me with time lapses and shit like that, I really want to get more into that type of stuff because I need to I basically need to teach myself how to be an amateur filmmaker and then also be an artist on top of that. So there's there's a million different ways you can go with it. But I think um like when I started, I did a lot of work for free. You know, I was just, I would just go up to random small businesses and be like, Hey, look, you got a blank wall. Can I, can I put something on it? And nine times out of 10, they're going to say no. And that's, you got to get to a point where the word no just rolls off your back because if you don't, you're not made for freelance work. Um, but yeah, just put yourself out there in any way you can hold art shows in random warehouses or in the case of your friend, just, I, I think, social media still is the best way to go. I mean, some of the reels on Instagram are getting millions of views and you're like, what the fuck? That's just a cat with a frog, you know, cat with frog videos. <laughs> I hate them. I hate them. Well, what, you, you got your own business. You're up and running. Sounds like it took a while to establish, but you're definitely established. Now, what are you doing? Because you don't have a, you're not working for a big company. You don't have a 401k. What are you doing for your retirement? Uh, Roth and a traditional. And also, I need to look into the SEP, just like you, Sam, just like how I recommend it for you. Because once it gets to a certain point, they got those limitations on there for contributions. So, I mean, you yeah. got to you gotta look bigger and bigger. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You're a young guy, man. Like I tell people, you just, if you can sock as much as you can into these tax-deferred investment vehicles, just put them in a good, solid things. I mean, you know, 20, 30 years, you're good to go. You don't have to worry about shit compounding interest is the biggest motherfucker on earth i mean if you know about that then that you're set yep that's the uh that's the thousand year old uh question which uh if you can figure that one out you have no worries compounding it's the most powerful thing in the world yeah man well and that's what i like about coming on in this uh, show like this as well too is because i think there's a lot of parallels between what you guys are doing whether it's with podcasting or stand-up comedy it's kind of a solitary sport you know, at the end of the day, it's just you in front of a shitload of people. And you kind of, I know a lot of comedians and stuff like that have writers, and I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like the independent people with like what you guys are doing. I mean, it's, I have a lot of respect for you guys in that sense because, like Sam said earlier, it, it was a scary time when he had to, you know, think about putting those two weeks in. But once you did, it's like all or nothing. And I think you guys are doing fucking awesome. Thank you, yeah. dude. So, final question. Uh, if you had to give advice to, uh, someone who wants to start, I know you mentioned like cutting the cord, but what is, if you go back and redo any one thing, like if I could go back in time and talk to young Sam in comedy, I'd say, shut the fuck up. Stop trying to write the wrongs. You're not a comedy vigilante. Okay. Just comedy isn't pristine. It's a whore. Let it go. It's none of your business. People jack your jokes. It's a sign of respect. Just keep moving forward. If you if you can give any advice to young people starting, whatever it is, what would it be? Um, 
I think if I could talk to my younger self or anybody starting out, I would say get your shit together at an early age because I fucked around way past cool. I mean, I was stuck in arrested development until my early 30s. It took me meeting my wife for her to pull me aside and say, hey, listen, asshole, this is not how things are done. And I was like, oh, yeah, she's right. This is not how things are done. So I know it's easier said than done, but if you're out there partying every fucking weekend, it's not going to bode well for you. Get your shit together. Get organized. Get a website. Get on social media. Whatever you got to do. Put yourself out there. Do free work for a while. Then incrementally start charging more and more the more clients you get. Um, and put the blinders on, man. You just you really have to disconnect because if you sit there on your fucking phone all day, you're never going to get anything done. You really got to hunker down and work as hard as possible and as diligently as possible. It's that self-discipline, man. That's the key. Yeah, you man. have to find something you love because then it's not work. People are like, how do you do seven podcasts? Well, because I'm a crazy person. I love talking. <laughs> I love talking. I love yeah, doing stand-up. I love it. You got to yeah. find something you love because if you do something you love, like there's people who go to jujitsu every day, multiple times a day because they love it. It's not work. It's just love. You got to find something you love. And once you find something you love, you'll be able to mine it and make a living off it. That is the blessing of the internet. Yeah. yeah. So it, it helps. It helps if you have good support. Like it helps if you got a good bitch. And then, I mean, that's, yeah. that's just the way it is, man. That female support just fucking pumping you, right? Right, babe? <laughs> yeah. Tell your, tell your girlfriend she could do better. <laughs> I've been telling her that forever. She won't listen to me. People no, listen to me. Good things she's happen. Known that for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. people. But, you know, I keep her out of the uh, Guantanamo Bay. That's what I'm here for. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, last question: How much the commission work? How much of it? How much of my work is commission? Is that what no, you said? How much to commission you to do a, a, a painting? So, like a minimum... postage stamp size, like you know, just really. Yeah. <laughs> So my minimum on commissions right now is uh, fifteen thousand, and that's for something that's right around. That's painting, dude. Sam's gonna be painting. Sam's gonna be painting. painting. Yeah, they don't. They don't pay great at art, bro. They don't pay fifteen grand for finger painting, Sam. All right, let me show you some art I did. Hold on. You can't finger. He's got like six stick figures, probably. This is fucking awesome. I can't wait to see what what Sam did for art. Yeah, this is great. Let's see. Yeah, I learned a watercolor. I got a watercolor yeah. kit. Pretty cool. <laughs> what medium is that? What what do you what do you what is that? Oil on canvas? Uh, what, yeah, what kind dude, of what I kind did of paint? With my daughter. Yes. Look at that, bro. That's a Fuck ninja yeah, turtle. Man. We did Fuck it together. Yeah. I could make big bucks. <laughs> we go deep, homeboy. Open your mind. Drink. From the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack, tin foil hack, tin foil hack.